Hey, hello. Welcome to the show. We are live. Live on Twitch, that is. <laughs> yeah, we're, do, we're doing it live. Fuck it. Totally alive. As, as we do every week. Yeah, barely alive. Uh, but alive enough. Uh, hello, as you guys file in on Twitch, definitely do say hello to us. We want to know who is hanging out with us today for the show. Uh, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I don't know if they show the Super Bowl, Kale, where you are, but... Uh, yeah, they do. It's surprisingly a big deal. Really? <clears throat> it's not like, it's not, you know, com- you know, it doesn't take over the country the way it does in, in America, but right. people talk about it. Wow, I'm amazed at that. Um, Tyler, yeah. you obviously watched it, right? Because Obviously, what do you mean? I w- like I thought your 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 wife's family was big on you know football on the Bills, yeah, yeah, on the Buffalo Bills, oh, yeah, right. But they were in the Super Bowl this year, so they don't they never have anything to really cheer about, <laughs> dude. Honestly, like if the Bills had won, they would have given us like Monday off across the city. Like it's wild <laughs> what Bills Mafia is like here. That's amazing. Uh, I watched, but it, did though. you? I did, I did watch it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I also watched it. And, uh, you know, I don't give a damn about football. Football, I could take or leave. But I did. There were two things I really loved. No, three things. One was the halftime show, which featured Puffy 50 Cent. Uh, Love that. Puffy wasn't in this. Oh, okay. (laughs) They didn't give him. They should have given him an inhaler or something. Uh, I mean, hey, he looked, he's 47 years old. The puff came for him. You know, it comes for us all, unfortunately. Um, but my man was upside down like Batman. That was nuts. Well, he was like, there was the, um, the birthday video, right? Was was which video was it? Where he's Birth, upside birthday. down? The I don't birthday. Know the name. Video. I don't know. In the club. In the Tyler. club. Oh, yeah, that you're, one. <laughs> you're a repository My for pop culture. Showing... You don't know in the club? My white's showing. I can't help it. Here's the thing. I don't know that one, but like I do know his first album in Many Men is one of my favorite songs of all time. So um, I, I asked my wife if I could walk down the aisle to Many Men, and I got that shot down real quick. Mostly because the intro, I don't think the harpist could play the intro gun gunshots on a harp. Um, so I'm glad I didn't choose that. Yeah, I think some of those lyrics would probably not go over well. At oh, the wedding, damn, it's such a good song. Oh, don't worry, we played it at the after party. So nice. I can't imagine you jamming to many men. I'm sorry. It's. it's I, I grew up on like that's one of those albums that like my my older cousin uh, would like constantly play when we were watching like playing wrestling video games and stuff. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I love the halftime show. That was that was really cool. Uh, I loved seeing uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is just one of my favorite human beings alive. So I loved seeing him in a what was it a Trivago commercial? I'm tired of Trivago, but you could probably like just say if it, it was a um, uh, NFT or a crypto commercial, and you would have been safe. That would be a safe bet mm. because that was that's seventy five percent of the commercials. Yeah, God, they're 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 obnoxious for some reason. Like I I guess it's just my predisposition, but I can't stand these NFT commercials. Uh, but my third favorite thing was obviously the Doctor Strange trailer. Um, there were two. I don't know if, if a lot of people know this. There were two. There was a two Doctor 30, Strange trailers. Yeah, there was a thirty-second 
TV spot. And then there was the full big trailer. Uh, we're going to be talking about both here in the show. But boy, oh boy, was that trailer, the big one, was that trailer <clears throat> amazing. 99 million people have watched it. 99 million people have to buy new sound systems for their entire TV. <laughs> Before you joined the call, Sean, Cal, Cal and I were just whomping <laughs> each other, just like back and forth. <laughs> recording, that would have been the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, Manny. How you doing? How you doing, Manny? Definitely let us know who's in the chat. Say hello if you're hanging out with us. Yeah, we're going to be talking Doctor Strange. We're going to be talking about uh, the JLA Avengers reprint, the uh, the Kurt Busiek, um, George Perez. Uh, we've got a couple of DC Black Label announcements, two that are really exciting, two of the more exciting Black Label announcements of recent memory. Um, and in our main topic, we're going to be talking about the total suckage <laughs> of the Comixology update. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's eloquent bad. way of putting it. Very eloquent. <clears throat> Thank you. I try. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got all that and more coming your way. Although, a bunch of listener comments. This week, we had quite a few. Our last main topic was a hot button issue, apparently. Uh, and you guys had a lot to say. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to dive into that. If you want to support the show, there are plenty of ways that you can do that. Twitch.tv slash the comics pals to watch us live every Saturday at 10:15 in the morning for this very show, the main show, the comics pals, and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pulse, where we review all your favorite books, our favorite books every single week. YouTube.com slash the comics pals to subscribe to our channel for free. Make sure that by the way, you follow us on twitch even if you don't use twitch it's free to do it just head on over there and hit that follow button uh and subscribe if you'd be so kind it's like four bucks uh if you would like to or free. Uh, no cost yeah. to you yeah i was gonna get the amazon plug in there yeah we're gonna it's, shit on them later free. but in this case um yeah, it's free if you have amazon prime so you can just throw that that prime subscription our way over on uh twitch and we do get some kickback uh also free to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we are on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Help us reach that goal so that Kale can do a backflip. Like Your just... subscribes will enable me to do a backflip. I will feel your power and it will course through my veins as I snap my spine in half. <laughs> like a spear bomb situation. You know, you know what sucks too is that 1000 subscribers doesn't equate to like it's not like you would be able to just go get you know the the kind the of medical care you're going to yeah. need like <laughs> it's really not that serious. Uh, we'll be putting on a special episode on Harris hey, initiative um for when uh Gell's, uh back is broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sure is a good thing I live in a country where the healthcare is free. That's true. We're going to need true. to get like a Pepe Larraz variant for, uh, you know, an, an issue of X-Men for the Heroes Initiative to sell to support Kale. That's what we're going to need. Yep. We could put out an <laughs> NFT of a special episode that has moving graphics as the uh, the header image, right? Is that what people do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. NFTs. Yes. Also, uh, Doom Patrol. Our Doom Patrol book club is imminent. 
That is coming out on the 22nd of February. So get your reading done. That's Crawling Through the Wreckage. That's Grant Morrison's run. Um, I'm sorry, who's the artist there? Richard Keese. Yes. Um, So phenomenal stuff. Check that out. And then listen to our thoughts on it on our book club. Uh, Also, I wanted to quickly mention before we dive into the listener uh, comments, Anybody finish Peacemaker? You guys done with that? I am. Yep. Kale, uh, did you... I, I didn't even start it. All right. Oh, well, yeah, it's on HBO Max. I, I yeah, don't have it. I, no I can't get it. it. Yes. No spoilers. We're not going to spoil anything. I just wanted to quickly talk a little bit about it. Peacemaker was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Eight for eight in terms of episodes. Um, I wish I had chosen this in our year-end um you know, questions as far as the show we mm. would enjoy the most. I don't think Moon Knight is going to top this. Not for me. This did something special that I don't think a, a, a comic book TV show has done in so much as that my wife and I watched this. Like, my <laughs> McKenna doesn't give a shit about comic books or superheroes <laughs> or anything like that. Um, yeah. But she liked the Suicide Squad movie when we watched it. She liked Weasel. Um, and She's clearly a woman of taste. I know, yeah. Um, and then we watched this and she, we like, it was like, uh, what, what kind of viewing is it called? It's like weekly viewing for us. We would, we would watch it on Thursdays. Appointment, every, every, appointment, appointment television. Viewing. Yes. Appointment go. television. That's what it was. Um, which we, we haven't really had since, uh, Game of Thrones really. Or 90 Day Fiance. Mm. We both watched that a lot. Um, but, <laughs> but she, uh, there it is. she, uh, she liked this a lot because I don't know, man, John, there's something special about, uh, John Cena. It's he has a way of like just connecting and he's so charismatic, but he he is also a total piece of shit in the show, but still lovable. Like he'll say something really fucked up and like racist stuff. But then you're also like, oh, peacemaker. Like it's (laughs) it's so good. Uh, Yeah. And it's just like a real good ensemble cast too. Um, the guy who plays Adrian Chase uh, is really good. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, I, hardcore, hardcore's great. Yeah, Steve Ag as yeah. uh, as um, uh, Die Beard. Uh, I forget his name. He has like a, a weird, a weird <laughs> name. But, um, he's great in it. It's it's just a fantastic show, and I think it being the most watched HBO Max show ever so far, which is a big deal, <laughs> especially when you have a Sex in the City uh, revival that also came out. Um, loved that it was I, it was I, I complicated watch that. I watch that yeah you, you watched it i watched it with with mckenna yeah i, I had never Wait. watched sex and city beforehand you never watched um, sex and city okay that's not that shocking i guess but i've watched a couple episodes for like school when i did like tv courses and stuff and like i appreciated mm-hmm. it it, just, it was just too much for me but like that's the fact that peacemaker out out uh out watched sex in the city i think is a big deal yeah um yeah and well, it's also worth pointing out, and just like that, had very poor reviews. But go ahead. Uh, fair. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, season two got announced, so hopefully they give me yeah. more of a budget and see what we can do there. Yeah. Um, claps all around for everybody involved in making that show what it was. Um, it really is special, and um, I never thought like 
I never ever thought that this would be something that I would enjoy. Um, and it, it's worth pointing out a lot of people have been saying this week, now that Peacemaker is wrapped, you know, let's drop the, the, oh, who asked for this type of thing that we always say uh, whenever something gets announced and it's like, what the hell? I don't care about this. Um, I agree with that. I think, you know, so, everything is for someone, you know, um, but everything is not for everyone. And so inevitably someone wanted it. And really, it doesn't matter who asked for it. At the end of the day, if something is good, it's good. And that's it. That's all there is to it. You know, I didn't ask for Peacemaker at all. I thought it was a bad idea. But it turned out to be one of my favorite things in superheroes. Mm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> ever, probably. Especially in the DC universe. In DC, for sure, yeah. yeah. Marvel more competition. but Do you And think in television, I'm... undefeated. Well, Daredevil's better, but. I uh, I can actually throw this question at Kale too. Do you think John Cena is a better actor than The Rock? Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, like I've only I've only had the one. No, he was in Bumblebee too. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think The Rock has had a lot more chances to sort of perfect his skill. Mm. Um. But I think he's, he's chosen I, who he is and he takes his role. I think he's figured out yeah. what he wants to do. And I think John Cena is doing a little bit more experimentation, which feels fun. He also seems to have more range. Um, yeah. He, he showed the full spectrum of emotions in this uh, show. So he, he definitely doesn't have Even, a range I'm, of arm movement, though. That guy can't. Well, you know, well yeah, I mean, know. the size of those shoulders, man. Like the steroids will do it to you. Um, it I mean, just sucks that, even that Vince he, McMahon gets a portion of this. But <laughs> even um, his uh, his turn in Suicide Squad, like yeah. I could not believe how well he pulled that off. Yeah. Um. So, hats off, man. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah. So, Peacemaker, check out Peacemaker if you haven't. Um. I don't know if we'll do a full scale review. I wanted to, but I don't know. I think it's just also, you and I that have watched it, but sorry. I think it's just you and I that have watched it out of the four of us. So, Marco saw it, right? I thought I, I thought think Marco he did. was watching it. I don't know. Um, He's got the time to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into the listener comments. We've got a lot of comments to get into, and uh, yeah, you guys had a mouthful to say this week. Oh yeah, Sean was in the uh, in the trenches of the YouTube comments this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first uh, comment, uh, and this is all from last week's episode, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. every single yeah. time. So uh, it lies in the noggin, which I feel like sounds like a psychology podcast. If it's not, feel free to take it. I'm not smart enough to do that podcast, so go ahead. Or Nickelodeon After Dark show. Oh, that's true, yeah. Wouldn't they be just be talking about the kids, like the, the preschool? Was it noggin, the preschool stuff? That's a weird podcast. Noggin was the preschool stuff, but like the, you had, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was like the, you know, the, the, Team oh, yeah, Nick yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. That was Snick. All right, so it lies in the noggin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great show as always. I appreciate how much thought the crew puts into the subject and answers. The DC fuck you universe is a mess. Uh, Marvel's introduction of the multiverse helps 
Some DCFU fans deal with the crazy to an extent, but it's still too much. Not bragging about having friends or a family, lol, but most of the people I know who are fans of superheroes are fans of the movies and always circle back to me confused, and some even fuse the universes together. I like the humble brag of having family. <laughs> that that obviously is a reference to me getting called out last yeah. week for mentioning my friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Pre- really, really appreciate the uh, compliment noggin. It means a lot to us. We do put a lot of thought into... Uh, well, some of us do um, into our answers. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, I completely agree with with the sentiment of what you're saying. Um, I think DC needs to get their act together big time. Peacemaker is a great inroad, though. Um, <clears throat> it's a good, start, you know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Especially after also, the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, hello to Catherine. Glad you made it. Um, and Harris, I, oh, I shouted you out, but hello, Harris. Um, so Langston Brown also said, uh, great combos on Monday, back-to-back episodes. Um, Langston, if Thank you're you. listening to this on a Monday, if you're free on a Saturday, come join us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thecomicspals. Yeah. We are here for you. Now. Yeah. Or if Monday works best for you, that's perfectly fine, too. Just tell your whole family about it. Tell all your friends. Humble brag about that family and friends. And then tell them about the show. Hmm. And make them subscribe to us. Make yep. them. Just pick up at their phone. If need be. Sub- Whoa. Sure. I yeah, say we'll it. take it. Doesn't matter. Uh, that, someone in the comments. Blood, said, a, I was just reading it. I was uh, reading it. <laughs> a blood-covered <laughs> iPhone with the with the uh, <laughs> the comics files pulled up. <laughs> uh, Catherine, who's in the chat, hello. Uh, I fucking love Tyler's references. Jesus Christ and the soda pun. My God. What can I do? What can I say? What can I say? Appreciate that. Tyler's the man, but somehow he didn't know the name of In the Club it's by 50 in there. Cent. I can't get over that. It's just many men get... above that. Dude. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm not gonna let you think, just get I don't away like in with the club. This. What? I don't I think it's a boring song. Are you out of your mind? First I, of all, do, okay. I can say it is an important song. I don't really care much for the song though. Every, everybody in the hood would come for you right now. You're losing you're losing your credit right now. That's number one. Number two, I'm okay. That's, I'm good. <laughs> that's true. One of the greatest beats ever. One of the greatest beats ever made. I agree. I just don't care much for the song. Like I care. I like the beat, but um, I don't know. I just whenever I hear it, I just picture um white people singing birthday songs. Like that's what. <laughs> like I I picture the appropriation that white culture has had on that song, and it's ruined the song for me. Does that make sense? That's very fair. That okay. is very fair. Yeah. All right, fine. I, You're off the hook. White okay. Castle Big Log says, Sean, murder him. Destroy him dead. Kale, he deserves say, it, right? You wanted to say White Castle Big Log, didn't you? Real bad. White Castle Big Log. <laughs> you can't get White, White Castle, Castle Big Log. Big Log. Thank, uh, welcome. Is that your? Is this, is that the first comment from? I, I I've never seen so. this I, person. I would usually get a... Uh, uh, an alert or something like that. Tyler likes That's Perry true. Como or something. I don't. I don't, I don't Who's that? About. I don't know who Perry. Is it Andrew Cuomo? I know who that is. I don't care much for him. But. White White Castle. How'd you find us, man? Um, thank you for joining us. He really. found and us also, while uh, dropping a big log Como. after White, White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that that happens after White Castle. And 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 frankly, I think that's the only thing White Castle's good for. I've had White Castle. I think it tastes bad. Hopefully that doesn't offend you, White Castle. You think- but if you need to clean your, out your bowels, 
eating White Castle will get the job done. White Castle, the anima of fast food. <laughs> uh, yeah. White Castle they'll, will they'll never be, be sponsored. Well, we sponsored it. <laughs> Justice League stream way back. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for OG coming there. back. That's that's a year ago. That's over a year ago. Uh, Shit, it is. So, so Snap-A-Pop said uh, people without power can't be toxic. Fans have no voice. <laughs> okay now the last week our main topic was titled <clears throat> is fan entitlement ruining superheroes okay um first of all people had issues with that that premise in and of itself um there were more comments than the ones we included here who didn't get it didn't get the question um and just didn't like the question um, and as you see, people who felt that, you know, it's impossible for fans to have that kind of influence over any media at all. Um, we discussed fan influence over media at length last week. I'm not going to dive back into it, but I am going to reiterate. If you think that fans have not and do not influence media, you're just wrong. I'm down to have any debate. And if you go to the comments section of this episode from YouTube, you will find that out. Um, every, re every response is mine. But the premise is not deniable. Like, let's just be, let's, let's not do the mental gymnastics. And I feel like so many people who come out on the other end of this are, are, are too willing to ignore reality. Um, when it comes to this stuff, that's a ridiculous statement. People without power can't be toxic. That's that's ludicrous. Fans have no voice. I, all I have to do is point you to Sonic and what happened with Sonic. That was only fans' voices that changed that situation. So oh, only fans. People what? on OnlyFans did that. Wow. <laughs> oh. You have Sonic the Hedgehog hey, OnlyFans? <laughs> so oh, so God, what you're saying disgusting. is that was fans who have fans who have money did that. Um, on well, no, I think just fans in general, fans who have I'm money made it a success. Though. I mean, if you want to, fans go who bigger, don't have money are the ones who complain. You want to go even Sorry? bigger brain theory on that? Uh, the bigger brain, brain theory is that they purposely put that out to get backlash to then drum up interest once they change it as like a, a, a marketing ploy. Gotta take my hat off, guys. My brain's getting too big. I could see that, I could see that. Uh, White Castle says fans destroyed Star Wars. That's my hot take. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Please elaborate because I think that JJ um, Abrams and the creative teams destroyed Star Wars. I, I don't think I don't, I don't think, think we should fans... get into this topic on the uh, the comments section that we only delegate a certain amount of time for. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying that yeah. um, the, the internet has made me realize uh, a lot of uh, Star Wars fans are uh, um, can be shitheads. Bad. Not all of them. Not all of them. I like. I literally have Star Wars tattoos. I'm a big Star Wars mark. I have a fucking Star Wars. So you're bad. Behind me. I'm a horrible person. No. Um, yeah. Especially with uh, the Last Jedi, like that had uh, Star Wars fans showing their ass. Um, so. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, and uh, I like that movie, so I guess that's where I, I draw the line. So, 
Flame me if you want. Um, go ahead. Uh, so this yeah, next, next one yeah. would be a uh, uh, friend of Sean, uh, Lars Leonard. Um, <laughs> fan, no. fan entitlement can't, per definition, ruin comics. Bad comics can ruin a comic run. If things are bad, people can vote with their wallets. Comic book readers are not sheep. They buy what they like and sometimes voice their opinion. A lot of companies need to work on their public relations. You don't attack fans for not liking something. You listen and then do what is best serving both the fans and your company, bottom line. The whole blame the fans needs to end now. It is okay to not like not liking something. People can say something sucks. It shouldn't hurt anyone. Um, first of all, I gotta say, red flags get jumped at, like go off in my head when anyone when anyone anytime anyone says cheap, like, like mm. I'm just like, oh, all right, hello, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, yeah, this th- this was only one of what thirty two comments you had back and forth with with uh, with this Lars. guy. Not not thirty two, but it's uh, quite a few. I think the image the image that uh, we sent between us in our in our personal uh, thread it said thirty two. But that was that was overall. That was overall. Me and this guy probably went back and forth for ten of those. Okay, somewhere in there. Um. Yeah, like like you said, Tyler, um, red flags. I think that this general statement has some validity. There are things in there that are true, right? But the deeper into the conversation we got, the more that like woke culture started to come out, agenda came out, identity politics came out. And those are dog whistles that we all understand, you know? I think um, the biggest one is uh, when you say female, <laughs> right? When you use the when you use the term female, like these are all dog whistles we know. And I'm not accusing this person of anything. And you know, I take I give people the benefit of the doubt. Lars is probably a good guy, and I enjoyed our conversation. But um, there is a subset of fans who have this idea that whatever something was when they were a kid is how it should always be, and that's it. And if it involves past that, it's because of an agenda. You know, what was the agenda? Like we we discussed, and I'll, I'm not going to like dive into the whole thing, but like Terminator, for example, has always had Sarah Connor as the female lead. So why is it bad that the last Terminator had additional women? What's what's the difference? Why is it an agenda when it happens in 2017 or whatever, but not when it happens in 1980, whatever? What's the difference there? The difference is that you you got you became a misogynist. You don't <laughs> like women. And now you can accept Sarah Connor because she was always there, but you definitely can't accept the new woman. That's a bridge too far. The And if you think it's bad now, that's okay. It's okay to think the movie was bad, but it was bad because there were more women. That doesn't make any sense. You can make the best movie of all time with women. The, 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 the amount of women to men, that ratio has no bearing on whether the movie is good or not. That's ridiculous. And also, like, fan, fan entitlement can't, per definition, ruin comics. I don't. I think that you're, you're missing a couple steps there. We're not saying fan entitlement is ruining comics. We're saying that fan entitlement can lead to toxic behavior within the comics community. Um. I think you're going a little further than what we were trying to say. And especially, right. I think we were, we were talking specifically too about like comic books, which is a lot smaller than 
comic book movies or comic book TV. Then, then you get into like Star Wars and just fan stuff in general. I think when we're looking in the micro with comic book, at least where, where I was trying to talk from, comic book uh, proper, um, there's a lot more accessibility there. And I think the the ability for toxicity, especially towards creators, is much easier and right. causes issues. Um, and if you don't think fans can be toxic, you obviously either are the person that's deep in the Twitter replies or don't read those. Um, you have to be that person. There's just no there's just no way around it. You know, I think one, one like, guy said uh, in there where it's like, oh, th- uh, threatening someone's life isn't a big deal like in comics. Or, yeah, I'm paraphrasing something when <laughs> one, one of the comics yeah. and I'm like, yo, you wild, bro. Get the, <laughs> clean those Cheetos off your, your shirt real quick. And uh, because that dude, <laughs> because that's the dude who says. Hey, that's nothing. I'll go to your house. Yeah, I'll. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll stalk your home. I'll show up. I'll. I'm the dude that will pull up. Mm-hmm. So a death threat, please, dude. And, and I'm a wrestling fan too. So like, I see that on the wrestling side too, and I'm like, oh boy. Except there are wrestling fans that do show up to people's houses, <laughs> uh, which is yeah, even even worse. Um, a White Castle big log. Ooh, I got to say it. Um, I think creators should just ignore the fans. Fun, that'd right? <laughs> that'd be high-key goaded. Let directors cook. Um, yeah, I think if if they could ignore fans, I think that'd be good. But because uh, big two companies don't really want to market their books for uh, yeah. creators, they have to be online. They have to push out their books. Look at Jim Zub again. Um, dude is <clears throat> pushing that Thunderbolts real well um, because he has to, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Unless you're a big major event book, they're not going to give you any kind of promotional material. They're not going to put out, mm-hmm. you know, they'll maybe put out one announcement thing. But that's what when solicitations come out three months earlier, which is yeah. great for the people who pre-order comics, um, which won't be anyone outside the U.S. for doing digitally anymore. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's a mess. They kind of they they have to be online, which sucks. Honestly, I'm sure if if and- can choose to be online and and really curate their social media presence, they they would. Um, but some don't really have that option, which, which sucks. The last thing I want to say is I, I can't personally imagine a scenario where I would ever talk to a creator in any capacity at all and say, yeah, Hey, that thing you did sucked. Right. Can't imagine. There's, there's yes. no reason at all to do that. But if you want to express the fact that you didn't like something, there's absolutely a way to do that that can be respectful and that can actually be additive. There's a way to do it. Um, and it's not hard to do. It's just about respect. If you did something, if you worked hard on something, if you created something and you put it out there, how would it make you feel if someone came up to you, right, and said, hey, that thing you did sucks. I fucking hate it. And I think you should die for it. You, you probably would not like that. So don't do it to other people. These guys are nuts. And that's what bothers me. <laughs> I think it's fine to express whatever you feel, but just be a normal human. Don't be a psycho. And there's so many people who sit on Twitter who are psychotic and have nothing else going on in their lives. So when Donny Cates writes Hulk and they hate it, they think he should die. That's weird. It's iffy to me, man. Uh, um, but Nihilus gave us a really good question on the Discord that uh, I did want us to address. So, Tyler, why don't you take it away? Okay, I have a question that might come off as confrontational, but that's not the intention here. 
uh, I'm listening. Uh, th- thanks for the preface too, because uh, Sean might have been heated after going to those YouTube comments. Um, okay, I have a question that might come <laughs> off as confrontational. Let's let me touch here. I'm listening to the latest Substack conversation. Is Substack any less slimy or terrible than, say, Marvel, who has a notable, let's say, problematic editor in chief, um, famed uh, Japanese uh, creator? Um, why aren't we boycotting that shit? <laughs> Also, I think it'll be more telling what happens after the one-year mark since Substack creators are tied for one year and then they can take their audience anywhere else. So it's possible someone like Tinian leaves Substack after a year and then take his list with him and then all that money goes to him rather than Substack. For the first year, all subscriber money goes towards paying off the grant. I think the other thing that should be mentioned is most of the creators that have gone to Substack are prominent white men that will leave gaps where new voices could be picked up. All these companies talk talking diversity, now is their chance. It's still a huge problem. Google comic writers and tell me how much you have to scroll to get a POC. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to do that, to be honest. <laughs> that's. Uh, uh, that's okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. You can you can start. I was gonna say there's multiple good points here. I think uh, I was expecting a spawn thing. I'm like, I don't know about spawn, but like this is this is good. Um, <laughs> so I think the 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 two big things here that jump out to me out of this question are the fact that um, couldn't they just leave after the year? And take their, you know, you know their yeah. their fan base elsewhere. You know, make it just a newsletter. Get a Mailchimp newsletter, much cheaper, and just make your own PayPal and just put it there. Like it's possible to do this without, you know, the Substack people taking your money. I think that's a a strong possibility. Um, we'll see, though. I don't know. Maybe Substack will offer them more money because they can at that point. Um, and then the fact that there are not that many POC creators, I think, is a problem. I think we've mentioned that, or at least I, I think I have mentioned that on the show. We've talked about it every single time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they just they just got Jen Bartel, which I guess that that that's bucking their trend a bit. But yeah, but I, but I don't I don't necessarily think that's a Substack issue. That's more of a comics issue. Um, if you're going to get the top voices in comics, you're unfortunately getting white men <laughs> um, because that's all that is the top level in comics currently. I, I think. It is trending in a different direction uh, where, you know, they could have, you know, your Tom Kings, but also your Rom V's um, and your Kelly Thompson's. I think that it's trending differently. But if they're trying to get the, you know, headhunt the biggest people they can get, that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. So. Um, Yeah, I mean, okay. so the first the first, um, you know, point is. Is Substack any less slimy or terrible than the problematic editor in chief? Yeah, I, I, well, no, I don't, I don't think they are. Um, the Akira Yoshida thing was an awful thing um, that happened, and you know, I don't, I don't think that Marvel stands on that as a proud moment. You know, um, yeah, obvious, obviously that shit sucks, right? Um, and you know, CB Sabolsky is not like he has apologized. You know that that conversation has happened. It's done and dusted. So I don't know what people want. Like, do you want him to be dead? Do you want him to be fired? Like, <laughs> like my there, point so. of my point of saying that is like at some point people have to be able to move on after they make a mistake. Yeah, he is rewarded for that mistake by being in the position that he is in. But it already happened. They have already apologized. I personally am comfortable with him moving with moving on. That shit was 20 years ago. Like, I'm over it. I'm into what's happening right now. And Substack 
has commented on what we have all discussed, and they said, screw you. We don't care. Mm. And also, that's a big difference. Not to rank horrible things, but I feel like um, the Weeby Sabolsky thing was very uh, micro, (laughs) (laughs) micro compared to the large campaign of disinformation that Substack is providing people. Like, mm-hmm. I think in terms of impact, the Substack thing uh, has a lot more impact. I think the, the Weeby Sabolsky thing is shitty, pissed a lot of people off, um, but also, like, the guy is a has shown a good track record for editing. Um, maybe, I think there's and, still more things he could do to, you know, fix what he did back then, but... And I think I, you know, by all accounts, other than that, like he does seem like a decent person, you know, it's enough to call it a mistake, which, you know, mm, fine. Uh, But like, it's not like he did it and is still doing it and being an asshole about it. And. Marvel now, which, you know, I'm not I'm not saying this to credit him specifically, but Marvel now is far, far, far more diverse than it was 20 years ago when he did what he did. And he is the editor in chief now. So while I'm not giving him the credit for that, I think think that that is worth adding into the conversation. Um, I did hear that he does also, show up in Marvel yeah. offices, though. I did hear he shows up in Marvel offices wearing a kimono, and he, he should probably <laughs> stop doing that. Well, he flies to work in a Gundam. Who the fuck does that? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Showing com- ass. <laughs> comics have a problem with diversity. There's no question about that, and we rag on that <clears throat> constantly. We just did the Marvel Voices review uh, where, you know, I specifically crapped on the fact that there were only like three or four or five writers involved and there were 20 stories or whatever i'm exaggerating but it's bad we we get that i'm on board with that um mm. substack's not the answer to that <laughs> obviously i think you can talk about both of those issues and acknowledge them without neither one is better you, no one's better than the other in that specific issue. Actually, no, that's not true. Marvel has diversity, and so does DC. Substack does not. But Substack is choosing writers based on the uh, the clout that they have, and that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. Do you. But let's not ignore that reality. Substack is a part of the problem. But uh, I do appreciate the question, and I don't take offense. Nihilus mentioned that uh, he was very careful in the framing of this question. Eh. You can be offend careful, us, it's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, if you yeah, wanna, I don't care. I, I don't think any of us would get offended at anything. In fact, if, no. if, any, if, I, if I understand Sean, Sean likes a little co- combat in the, in, the, mm. in the comic book discourse, so. I yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I love it, and I'm here for it, and I don't get offended. Um, you'd have to, God, you'd have to, you'd have to go, re- you'd have to, you'd have to know me personally, and no one here does, so I don't care. And even if you did, um, <laughs> I probably still wouldn't get offended. I'm pretty bulletproof, I'm not gonna lie. So, yeah, thank you for the question. Much and like you- uh, 50 Cent in his album. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, thank you to everybody who wrote in. We really appreciate it. Let's talk Doctor Strange. Let's get right into it. Let's get into this news. No, let's just Doctor Strange. Yeah, let's watch it. Throw right, it on. So I'm, okay. I'm going to throw it on. Let's let's see. Ooh, 
Look at those luscious eyeballs of Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's just talk about that first. Let's go by the, let's go frame by frame on this one. <laughs> you mean that fucking <laughs> Roger from American Dad ass head of his? <laughs> Shit, that's accurate. That's crazy accurate. All right, Sean, should I just play it and we'll just talk over it? Is that cool? Yeah, let's let's get yeah. into it. Cool. So this had nothing <clears throat> to do with football, first of all. So that threw me off right away. Mm. This has everything to do with me, and that's why I tuned in. Look at that. It's a beautiful movie. I'm just I think the first like sure, Doctor Strange has a ponytail in some of this. Fine. Um but uh that's, Sam Raimi, that's canon. You can't argue with that. This is true. This is true. They need to make Superman with a mullet cannon in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I what I love about the beginning of this especially is all this stuff feels like a Sam Raimi movie. Yep. Mm. Yep. And as you say that, I was really his name yeah. came up, so that was great timing, Cal. Expertly done. I'm, I was I really think worried I'm right behind. That. So that's fine. <laughs> the, there um, was conversation that the movie might um, not be horror based. That you know there wouldn't be the horror aspects, and I think this trailer makes it clear that it's there. It's it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be like a real horror movie, you know. But it's got those elements to it. So, so uh, you know. uh, Hermes Pip in the <clears throat> chat says, "How do I go from Doctor Strange one to two? Um, probably just by um, getting a movie ticket and then seeing Doctor Strange two. Um, or if you're talking about like what's necessity. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. We, we got, we got, we got something important. Look at that. Let's, yeah, let's, let's you guys can't hear it, but that moment right there." Uh, oh, Ultraman! You're going back to it. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. I literally jumped out of my seat. I, I think I hit my girlfriend by accident by throwing my Whoa. hand. Accident. I, I, oh my god. Sean, Sean, be throwing his hands. Yeah. Doctor, <laughs> I've heard that excuse. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the multiverse of domestic abuse. Here we go. <laughs> Gotta love I'm going to need to be in sh- in, in chains. Um, no, uh, I lost my mind because it, you guys can't hear it. Hopefully you've already seen the trailer. This moment that Tyler has freeze framed on is Dr. Strange in chains in standing in front of a man with a bald head who sounds like Professor Xavier. Oh. Well, he sounds like Patrick Stewart. He sounds like Patrick Stewart. Okay, right. Okay, fine. He could be Ralph Boner's grandfather. That's that all I'm be. saying. That could be. be. You're getting Picard? people's hopes up. It's Picard, isn't it? It could. It could, it could oh, be. What if it's Picard? Oh man, this Fuck. is the Marvel Star Trek universe combination here. Whoa. And that's what I, I need to. I need to say. Everybody who disagreed <laughs> that uh, Wandavision sucked for putting Quicksilver in and calling him Ralph Boner, you guys are fools. Because now, every single time that a situation like this comes up, oh, it's probably some dude who's related to Ralph Boner. Fuck Ralph Boner, and fuck WandaVision for doing that. This is Professor X. Is that real? This is Professor X. Are people really doing that? Yeah, dude. Pete did it on this podcast. (laughs) That's why you kicked him off the show. Pete supported that that movement, and now I see that shit everywhere. I didn't come up with that joke. I read that shit on Twitter. I'm not funny. Um, so I know. So this is Professor Xavier, right? And that means that this room and all of this that we're seeing 
is the Illuminati. Well, it's the I Illuminati. How, where do you get that? All right. That's uh, a lot. I'm not in control so. of the uh, video right now, but uh, first of all, Professor go, X, Sean, and I can I can I can drag it over there. Okay, so show when Doctor Strange is introduced to the room and there are the chairs, the different chairs. I think it's like a second before, right? Or a couple yeah. seconds before. Okay. Well, I think I think the first thing before we even get to the chairs is these um, droids kind of escorting Doctor Strange in this building. Are yeah, either Ultraman. Ultron. They're, yeah, they're, they're Ultraman droids. No, they're either Ultron or Iron Man suited characters yeah the big the big rumor is uh tom cruise is going to be here as a superior iron man superior iron man i don't think that's happening but yeah that is now okay it would first of all it would make a lot of sense um but i don't think i don't think marvel's going to do it i wish they would but i don't think marvel's going to do it because i i don't think they want to go back to the tony stark well Um, it'd be genius though um so we see the bots right they're either created by Iron Man or they are Ultron bots. They don't look like Ultron bots to me, but it is what it is. It's worth Boom pointing bots? out. I, th- I think it's the 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 side piece on their their helmets that looks like uh, Ultron bots. So, okay, but it's worth it's worth pointing out that that's not outside of the realm of possibility. We did see Ultron bots in uh, What If. All yep. of this is from What If. I, I I firmly believe this is the Illuminati. I cannot be convinced otherwise. Zimbu Zimbu the, the monkey says uh, chairs Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll take that. I got the, the fine, chair but... the chair shot up on the on the stream right now. Yeah. And... Uh, so you you've got the chair shot. There are let's see one two. Doctor Strange is standing in the middle of them, but I could imagine there being two chairs where he's standing. Is that fair to say? Yeah, or one wheelchair, possibly. There are two people seated and then one walking over towards the seat. I feel like I'm going to I'm going to fill those chairs right now. Professor X would be in front of Doctor Strange in the middle. Yeah, I got I got Professor X. I got uh, Black Bolt. I got Tony Stark, Captain Carter. I got um, Evil Doctor Strange, Hmm. possibly Mordo. That's definitely Mordo walking up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Based on what's like the thing he has on his back and you can see his hair a bit. Um, that's, That's where I'm at right now. And I think... We'll probably find out that the Watcher assembled these people. That mm. there's a the, mm. the threat is so great post what happened with, uh, well on on what if I mean I, I guess I won't spoil it but post what happened on what if that there needed to be a team that could defend the multiverse the exact same reason why the Avengers exist just in the multiverse I believe this is the Illuminati we're looking at. Interesting. I'm with you. I'm with it's you. definitely uh... uh really again. Motherfucker. Uh... 
Yeah. Um, now, uh, whenever Tyler can, let's let's move the trailer along because there are a couple of more things I do want to. Yeah, uh, I can talk move it about for you. All right. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I'll just start playing it. Cool. God, I was so excited about this. You guys know that meme of the boy, the guy talking to the girl at the bar, and he's talking her ear off, and she looks totally uninterested. That was me and my girl. After I watched this trailer twice, I was I talked for like ten minutes, and she was just like, "Oh, uh huh, okay, cool, wow, really, wow, amazing." Um, it's funny. I, I showed my wife the uh, the Patrick Stewart part, and oh, she's like, oh. "Is that Patrick Stewart?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I think it is." Yeah. Sorry, can you go back to the uh, the the person like using powers blasting through the sky or whatever? Oh yeah, uh, did I miss it? Okay, I think it's before that. Yeah, slightly before. Oh, okay, we got Sinister Strange here. Oh okay, yeah, where, I, I think the freeze frame is right. Okay, okay, boom. Now the big question is, who is that? Who is that? Now, there are a lot of people who say that that is Tony Stark. Mm. When you freeze it like that, it really looks like that freeze frame right there is literally the perfect freeze I have seen. That does look like Iron Man to me. I have seen people upscale it to 4K, um, mm-hmm. and it looks like a black guy in there. So they're thinking Iron Lad um, to bring mm. Kang into the, the multiverse some more. Um, I love that. So I love so that. So you're oh, kind of yeah. right. In a way, um, but also yeah, that is not yeah. fully right. So I think I think yeah. that works best. Um, other theories just want to throw them out there. <laughs> jo- Johnny Storm, I think you might mean. Um, no, also- someone said well, someone said Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I, I, I was just wanting to, to. Yeah, I was just oh, wanting to that yeah. comment. Um, uh, Monica Rambeau is someone that people have thrown out there, an alt version of her. I don't think so. Um, it just looks like a guy to me. Obviously, you know, we don't know. We all we're all looking at the same thing. I don't know. Um, Deadpool. People have said Deadpool. That ain't Deadpool. Deadpool don't do that. Um, although incredible. people think people think they saw Deadpool in the poster actually as well. Um, which it kind of does look like Deadpool. I'm not gonna lie. But Ryan Reynolds has said that it's he's definitely not in the movie. I don't believe anything that any of these actors say. But anyway, carry on. So let's keep going. We have Wanda doing Wanda things. A lot yep. of America's Wanda's Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> the Wanda stuff in this trailer was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I She's was cool. excited to see her uh in general, but in this one, like it it makes her look good. She's clearly the villain of the movie. Not uh, our Wanda, but a Wanda. Maybe I guess I should I should pause similar it, uh, to the evil uh, strange. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pause it here uh, at the zombie strange. Is that looks like it? And especially if you watch the shorter thirty second version, you ha- zombies confirmed. So this movie, right? So far, Illuminati confirmed. Hashtag right. Zombie strange confirmed. And Marvel zombies confirmed, all confirmed. And I think Zombie Widow, or not Widow, um, Scarlet Witch rather, might be confirmed. Mm. Also confirmed, Defenders Doctor Strange. 
um, you could, it's very obvious in the Super Bowl 32nd trailer that there, there's a version of Doctor Strange in this who wears the Defenders outfit. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm super excited. I could talk about this trailer. That could be the whole show as far as I'm concerned. Um, how did you guys feel about that? I said it. I'm super excited for it, especially if the Illuminati, whatever the MCU Illuminati is. Um, I'm really excited to see what that can be because it's not going to be a one-to-one replication of the comics. Mm. I don't think it can be. I don't think we'll see Namor. I don't think we'll see uh, Black Panther in terms of like Hickman's version of the Illuminati. Um, Can't imagine why. Black Bolt, possibly. Um, I think mm, there's been rumors apparently for that. So I need it. God, what if it was the guy from the TV show? That would God, be that's so the rumor good. right now. Oh, look, look, yeah. look, say what you will about like the show, but like that commitment to like keeping things in order. You got to give that guy a second chance. Like that wasn't his fault. He's a good actor, too. He's uh, he's the new. I wouldn't know. He didn't say anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. More should he. <laughs> if he did, did he he'd it? level us. <laughs> For me, the selling point for this film is the the horror stuff, um, you know, and Sam, Sam Raimi. I just, you know, I, I'm going to have to say it, like the Illuminati stuff and the potential, uh, you know, Patrick Stewart, Professor Xavier, like, can you not just give us a surprise? Agreed. Like, <laughs> we're going to go. It's a Marvel film. Like, we're going to go. You've made it so that we have to go. Just let us give us something. Give us a trick, just a tiny God. Give me a tiny morsel. Give me your just something. They tried it with No Way Home and outside of their control, that still came out, you know? That's a very, you know what? You're right. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I actually, my girlfriend corrected me on that when when I said that during the, the trailer. She, she mentioned like they did try to keep stuff on wraps and they just couldn't. I think that's the reality nowadays. Like, it's impossible. Too many fans and their entitlement to spoil things. Oh, so toxic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't wait for this movie. I'm more excited about this than the Batman now. Hmm. It's, it's going to be something. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, I think uh, people are projecting that this is going to be the highest grossing film of the year, which is wild to think that a Doctor Strange movie would be the highest grossing film of any year. Like, you should, like I know. Like, I see it now. Like, it makes sense because they built it up that way. Um, but, like, you would have told me that when the first one, even when the first one came out, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> also, it's pretty easy to see now why Scott Derrickson dropped out of the project. Um, because the movie has a lot more to do than just be a Doctor Strange movie. And it seems like Derrickson really just wanted to make, you know, his horror Doctor Strange movie. Um, and so he couldn't, I, I totally get it now. Mm. But hey. Um, speaking of horror, we've got a couple of announcements coming from DC. And the first one up is, um, this actually might screw you, Tyler. Sorry. But uh, yeah, I, screw I, you, Tyler. Aquaman. <laughs> Uh, there is a black label. <laughs> there is a a black label Aquaman series uh, coming. 
they're touting it as a psychological horror book, Aquaman Andromeda by Ram V and Christian Ward. Uh, what a creative team. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. On a horror title, too. Fucking whoa. Also, yeah. nice to see a black label book that's not a bat label book. Yeah. Bat label. Oh, my God. Agreed. Two of those this um, week. We'll talk about the other one. But yeah, I'm uh, this is a team. Uh, yeah. And it's also Aquaman, which I've kind of cooled on lately. You know, I would say like since Rebirth, Aquaman hasn't really been really been cutting it for me in terms of the main book. Um, so seeing like this a tier team on a Aquaman story that's out of continuity, it seems, um, and just to be able to tell their story and it's a horror story underwater where I think underwater horror, well, that's hard to say, um, is one of my favorite kind of themes. You know, I love Bioshock. Um, so hell yeah, dude, seeing them tackle that is great. Very pumped about this. The art looks, I mean, even just a cover preview that we've gotten uh, from Christian Ward looks incredible. Mind-blowing stuff. Um, just big. I don't know how it'll work on the page, but some of these images are big. And yeah. they really give you that scale of what it would be like. Underwater is potentially endless. We have no idea. So, like, it, this is perfect. This is perfect. It's it's gorgeous. I never considered Aquaman as like the, the horror aspects that were possible. Um, they were going to do that movie, The Trench, which was going to yeah. be a horror sort of movie, um, but that's not happening. So this is pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I, I really dig the I, uh, the kind of crustacean-y version of Aquaman. Yeah. It's very uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry, Sean. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I kind of dig that part of it a lot. It's got some Davy Jones feel to it. Ugh. Um, it's weird though that Aquaman's not bigger right now, considering you know the movie, the movies, and you know all that good stuff. Huh. So in the CBR article that you've got here. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ron V says, uh, generally the Aquaman stuff has tended to veer toward this magic and fantasy route. I wanted to see if we could drop it into a different genre and make it work. I think of it as a sci-fi horror human character drama set inside a situation that has both literal and metaphoric pressure. Nice. So they go into the core in this one, literally and metaphorically. Ron V's in the conversation for best current comics writer yeah i'm not saying he is i'm saying he's in the conversation i agree i don't this is gonna be good hey how do you guys feel about christian ward you know what um can you help me out what 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 where would i have seen christian ward maybe um the black bolt series that marvel did yeah okay um, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I've never seen Christian Ward. You've probably seen his covers series. more than interiors. He does yeah. a lot of like really cool, colorful painted um, covers. Mm. <clears throat> I know for a while he was working with uh, Matt Fraction on an image book that was like uh, I think it was called Odyssey. Yeah. Yep. It was a uh, an inverted 
story of uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Inverted, um, I think that sexes were inverted. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he's done a couple other things here and there, but I think, I think those he did, are he did a big story things. with uh, G. Willow Wilson for Boom, was it? I believe too. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this, not, this not anything like that. Like like that out there. So. Yeah. This is impressive. I mean, you know, the scale of it, like I mentioned, the way that the uh, tentacles look, like the blackness of them. Um, is really gang, cool gang. on the the image. I don't know if it's up right now. I don't know if you have it up. Uh, no, okay, you don't. But um, it's the one with the all the tentacles and like um, shit. Where'd I go with the article? Yeah, it's the one where Aquaman is on the left and all the tentacles and stuff are like encroaching upon him from the right and behind. The light behind him oh. is almost like he's like lose. Like the light is fading. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It just looks yeah. it, that's just amazing um, visual storytelling, you know, and so I'm more impressed by that than the beauty of the art. I can't wait to see this. This is this is going to be hot. This looks like like it's almost like concept art for like an Aquaman film. Yeah, that like, wow. You know, it's like it's like, it's that stuff that's like so incredible and you can see how someone could make a movie out of this. But here it is in a comic book. Man, yeah, fucking yeah, like love some, comic books. Some like unannounced De- uh, Denis Villanuevo uh, uh, Aquaman yeah. movie that we get thirty years later concept art for. Yeah. Uh, for me, on the star says to be honest, underwater truly does lend itself so well to horror because of the deep unknown. I can't even swim in the ocean properly. Yeah, you're salt. Uh, you're buoyant. You can, you can do it. <laughs> Dude, I hop in the pool and I'm I'm like questioning, you know, how long am I going to survive this? So, uh, yeah. Um, but let's pool. let's talk about the other. Sorry, I was I was making a Seinfeld reference to shrinkage, but never mind. We can get get past that. Six six two, by the way, January uh, June second uh, for that. I'm okay. very hyped. Um, let's talk about the other announcement. This is Danger Street. So this is the second announcement we got this week that doesn't appear to feature Batman in a primary role. Second Black Label announcement. Um, so there goes your Bat Label right there, Tyler. Um, I mean, the movie, the movie will be done and over with at that point, so there's no need. <laughs> Fair enough. Even though they're, they re-touted another announcement, which was Tom King uh, teaming up with David Marquez on a Bat book. That's coming uh, later this year as well. But um, so, so yeah, yeah. Killing oh, time. It's called on. Batman. Killing oh, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. I remember that. Um, so this is Danger Street. It's written by Tom <clears throat> King. He's reteaming with Jorge Fornes and Dave Stewart. Um, this is like as obscure as it gets. Right. Dr. Fate. Uh, oh, Starman. Metamorpho. Uh, War World. That's a character. Warlord. Warlord, yeah, he's like an Warlord. Old I'm sorry, I wrote that. Yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. La- lady okay. cop is in this. Did you say lady cop? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Is more that her power? Her, her power is that she's a lady cop. Um, so I guess there's a reinvention of the character there. Um, yeah, there's yeah. an agenda. Their uh, green team <laughs> is showing up in this too. Green team was like a bunch of like little kid billionaires that gave 
people money to be superheroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Dingbats of Danger Street are also in this, which I think is a Kirby creation. Incredible. Um, there's there's two teams of ruffian uh, youths in this, which I think is very interesting. I'm curious to see how Tom King makes uh, the youth uh, war criminals. I'm real excited. Um, I mean, but, they live on Danger Street, so it won't be that that's hard. True, that's true. Everyone's a war criminal on Danger Street, apparently, especially right. Dingbats. Um, Dingbats. <laughs> I can't get over that. Oh, man. Uh, who, who else did they announce for this? Uh, like, so the this creeper. is the original. Oh, yeah, the Creeper. This I just scrolled down to the the Jorge Fornes, uh, I, I guess preview work for the Creeper. Yeah. Man, it looks good. Holy shit! Yeah, Fornes um just got uh, an exclusivity deal with DC, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Ain't nice. Yeah, good for him. Great, great get there. Marvel isn't doing those exclusives. Oh, I see. Fuck. No, not for artists. Yeah, this this is good. And Kale, did you read Rorschach? Not yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it in trade. I, I think you would like that one a lot, honestly. <clears throat> That's what I keep uh, hearing. And I'm gonna and take an I'm gonna give Tom King one more shot. It's it's watching and, without And then after after I read that, I'll give him one more shot with Danger Street. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably the book after that, so give him one more shot. Well, we'll see. He's, he's, really, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel with uh with this one. Uh, with the fucking creeper and and Doctor Fate and Warlord, I don't think Doctor Fate is bottom barrel tier. Like I, I'm kind of I don't either. About that. I don't either. But like he's the kind of character that I would like that I naturally gravitate toward. So like only you and you and me, Tyler, are the only people that would do that. So uh, I gotta give him a try on this one. I'm I see, see. I'm real excited for this book because this is like kind of my 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 cup of tea bring me I, yeah, obscure same. characters yeah. that like even adam strange yeah he's obscure but he's not that obscure like I, th- I still think he matters to some people i don't think anyone cares about green team the creeper and that's what you need characters that no one cares about. yes because then you can make me yeah. care about them you know mm-hmm. it's and you can it's do stuff with them exactly yeah. you can make new stars out of characters that have been languishing <laughs> I don't know if the creeper is going to become a star. I don't know if, what did you say? The ruffians? The, 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 the dingbats the, of Danger Street. The ding- <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a side group. Like, I feel like the dingbats of Danger Street also fought with Top Cat and his gang in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like a level in Streets of Rage or something. Like, Danger Street. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're like the inspiration for Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like all of these characters were in this old DC first issue series where they would showcase um, lesser known DC characters and like these new first issues um, that you can pick up in this series where everyone had kind of had like their own starring issue, almost like Marvel team up would have been um, mm-hmm. in, in Marvel's version where you team you know, Spider-Man up with Captain Britain where it kind of gets the rub there from Spider-Man Um you know, people people shouting out rat, wacky races in the in the in the chat. There we go. You know, catch oh, yeah. us on our Hanna Barbera episode where I talk about that because ooh, I love that shit. So. <laughs> well, uh, I'm 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 excited for this not because of the characters but because of Tom King and Jorge Fornes and Dave Stewart. They did a tremendous job with Rorschach, and anytime that they want to team up, I am down to uh, to participate. This is coming out on uh, may 3rd so 
a little bit of a wait, um, but I, I, you can be rest assured that we will have no choice but to review this. Tyler will pick it and petition uh, mm-hmm. to where this book will have to be on the docket. So if you want to hear our thoughts about both of the books we just talked about. On there. Yeah, we're, we're definitely yeah, talking listen, about this book. Listen to Palace Um Here's a book that I'm really excited about, although it's not new. Uh Marvel and Di- and Marvel and Disney, Marvel and DC are teaming up to re-release <laughs> Kurt Busiek and George Perez's um, JLA Avengers. And now we can't have this conversation without shouting out the Heroes Initiative, who are basically the Heroes Initiative is a is a organization whose purpose, whose reason for existing, is to help creators of comics that are you know that have fallen on hard times for medical reasons or you know financial reasons whatever the case is um and they you know put together fundraisers and charities and you know they'll do like a a variant cover for a certain book where the proceeds will go to a specific creator or to the heroes initiative fund which then pays out to creators and things like that they have swag you can buy on their website that that helps these creators really just an amazing um godsend of an organization for this industry um that unfortunately needs it because so many of the creators from you know earlier years and and i'm not even i'm not even discounting creators who might be in need now, but older creators from the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s who are out of work now that didn't get paid very much, they need help. You know, notably the creator of Rocket Raccoon, mm-hmm. who is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, died a few years ago and was poor, from what I recall. Didn't have money to, um, you know, to go in peace or to go well and medically taken care of. That's a shame. And this, this organization exists to deal with that. This, of course, ties into George Perez, who, uh, as we know, is in poor health and was given, if I remember correctly, a year to live um, and needs help right now. And obviously, there's been an outpouring of support from fans and creators alike, and that's great, but that has to translate into dollars. And the Heroes Initiative has stepped up. Um, alongside, I, I put Marvel and DC in quotations because everything that I have seen suggests that neither company can give a damn about doing this. And that's yeah. sad. But I it's been, know. yeah, but it's been Jim Lee personally. Obviously, he, he represents DC, but it's been Jim Lee personally uh, stepping up on the DC end. It's been Marie Javins mm. stepping up personally on the DC end to make this happen and others. Yeah, I believe um, Marie Javins was the one kind of coordinating this all together behind the scenes, making, you know, phone calls and emails. And like, she really put in some fucking work for this. Yeah, I, no, I, absolutely. They deserve a ton of credit. Um, only 7000 copies are being produced. Um, yeah, so and I, Harris yeah. in the chat says definitely getting that printing. Yeah. Get on it now. <laughs> Uh, get on it three days ago when it was announced. <laughs> I tried to get my copy reserved at Midtown Comics, and they said no. Uh, they said you got to go on the website whenever the book has an official announcement. And good luck. Um, most comic stores will probably get one or three of these. A lot of them are going to end up auctioning them off. Um, I can give you some insight onto that. Um, go ahead. So I, I contacted my comic shop in, in Buffalo. 
um, as soon as this got announced. Um, and they looked into it for me and they pretty much told me like they would only get one. Um, thankfully the, the, the owner there was like, yeah, you were the first one to tell me about this. So I'll put it aside for you. Um, wow. if, if, but he's wow. like, if I get it, um, he, they're not even sure they're going to be going to get a copy. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, cause wow. there are definitely more than 7,000 comic shops out there. So Harris says he thinks he can get his hands on one in Manhattan, but he doesn't want to advertise where do it. Harris. Yo, advertise this dude going on for uh you got to go on like the fordham road to get like those pokemon games before they come out you know like he's got like a comic shop that does that <laughs> shit fordham road <laughs> dude you go to you go to fordham road you're more likely to catch a bullet than a jla avengers i'm telling you right now <laughs> um yeah i uh I'm, I'm bummed that i probably won't be able to get it this would be really yeah. cool to have um it's a piece of history and you know i but but I really want to admonish Marlon DC right now. Not that they're listening to me, but um, <laughs> why not put muscle behind this? Yeah. Why not? You know, 7,000 to, to aid not just George Perez, but the entire Heroes Initiative. This should be Marvel and DC have done. The, the reason this book exists in the first place is because of collaborations between Marvel and DC. You mean to tell me you can collaborate in 2003 or four, whenever this came out, make this happen just to make cash but you can't do it in 2022 to support the creators who made the damn book that need help right now seven thousand i read it was seven thousand or nothing like this was the this was it this was all they were willing to do i can see how this might Uh, seem for shame this might seem like a an easy slam dunk pr wise in terms of like Oh, this makes it look good that they're doing this to support one of their creators. But right. I think the inverse is that it also spotlights what happens to their creators who make these characters. Yep. Um, and yep. that's where it's like it's not worth the PR on it. And George George Perez like has made like more than half of comic books. So so like and like this is how they treat him. So ah uh, man. Like I love that the hero, I, hero initiative exists, but I hate that it has to exist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's worth pointing out that you know there is another side to this argument, um, where you know because of the printing issues that are happening right now in the United States and the world due to COVID and paper shortages, if you can believe that, um, they wanted to get this out within a certain time frame and 7,000 was the max that they could produce and, and achieve that goal. I just don't see why you stop the print run at 7,000. Okay. 7,000 to start. How about, you know, in six months, you know, get another 7,000, get another 10,000, whatever. Don't stop. I don't know. This is going to sell. It's going to sell. So it's unfortunate, Uh, but, but I'm happy it's happening and all the proceeds are going to a great cause. So that's good. I will say, if I see anyone out there trying to flip this for more money, they should be. We should call them those people out. On yeah, that because that's shitty. Let's do it. Unless unless you're doing Let's it, do it on give this it to the podcast. Heroes. Yeah, you want to have like a shame corner at at, at once. This yeah, like oh, here are the eBay yeah. listings, and here are the shitty people selling this for two hundred bucks. You know, yeah. Like unless you're gonna say like, oh, this is gonna go directly back to the Hero Initiative. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to support them like that's shitty don't do that guys if you manage to get your hands on one of these and you need to sell it cover price don't 
sell this for any more. That's real mm -hmm. scummy shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, we the the collector's mentality in comics is so toxic. But what are you gonna do? Oh well, we're gonna get well, a YouTube mean, comments like, now. Like fan entitlement. <laughs> Whoops. Oh shoot! Uh, don't don't wish me a death threat. Yo, don't, um, don't piss off the speculator market, man. There are there are rough there are a rough bunch of people. I think those are the dingbats on Danger Street. <laughs> we got a lot of dingbats on Danger Street in our comments section for that last episode <laughs> we did. Um, let's see what do the comments say, uh, Catherine, Sean? That would mean that they care more for the creators in their pockets. Yeah, I mean both of them are very corporate now. Um, that's that's the biggest change for Marvel and DC over the last 20 years. They, they become yep. more corporate. Um, it's unfortunate. But uh, also worth pointing out, I do want to point out before we move along that George Perez has been moved into hospice care um, due to his medical uh, issues worsening. So uh, he does have stage three pan pancreatic cancer. Um, and so they just felt that it was best for him and the family to move him into hospice. So um, I wouldn't anticipate, you know, some of the signings and stuff that was talked about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, keep, keep sending him your love and, and thoughts. Um, he is receiving all of that. So, you know, if you, if you, if you're so inclined, <sighs> um, unfortunately it goes from bad to worse. Because we do have to talk about comicsology and how horrible, awful, horrendous. How many more? Come on, keep it going. Um, terrible. Bunch of dingbats over there at Amazon. <laughs> uh, they did an absolutely egregiously terrible job with the comicsology update. Shit the bed, honestly. Yeah, royally. How could you screw this up? How? We have probably, I would imagine that more of our listeners read digitally than not. I don't know that. I don't have stats, but I, I think that's that's probably a reasonable thing. Uh, you know, following Discord and stuff, it seems like a lot of you read digitally. Um, and so a lot of you probably use Comixology. That's, that's the most used app to read comics. Mm -hmm. And of course, they are owned by Amazon. And they've been owned by Amazon for many years now. I think uh, that that probably went down. It's coming up, down, coming up on ten. It was about 2013, 2014. Yeah, some something <clears throat> in that in that region. And finally, we have seen what that would mean, and what it meant is disaster. Uh, we are going to talk about how awful this update is. I think Tyler has firsthand experience, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Kale, well, you do too. I have a lot of. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. I mean, Kale probably has specific experience not being in the U.S. Um, but I, I don't have oh. firsthand experience. I'm, I have it on iOS, so I'm pretty much okay. The buying process is shit, but I think there are some reading issues that I'm not experiencing on iOS that other people are. Um, okay. I might be off palpables for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have to see. <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to talk about that in our main topic. You guys on Twitch know the deal. We will be back in five minutes or less, so hang around uh, because we're going to just simply roast Comixology for the next 30 <laughs> minutes. So that should be a great time. We'll see you then. Take care. Um, all right. So we are going to get into the Comixology conversation. Uh, also, by the way, if you want to hang out with us after the show, we'll stick around for like 10 minutes and chat with you with you, uh, Twitch 
loyalists. I see the same names every week, which is cool. I appreciate every single one of you. Um, Kefis, I saw you're in the chat. Welcome. Um, Zimbu, welcome. Hadn't uh, shouted you out yet. Zimbu with um, the Hassan emotes there in the chat. I, I see what you do. I, I get it. I, I can see that now. <laughs> That's Hassan who? Uh, Hassan Anabi. It's a, he's, he's a Twitch streamer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So let's let's dive in. Let's talk about the bad, the worse, and the ugly of this comicsology update that I think we all were dreading, right? Like we all kind of knew it wasn't going to be great. Um, and the more, so, go ahead. This so when this happened, uh, I was just at the beginning of my uh, comics journalism career, and I uh, was with uh, a small company called the BGCP, the Big Glasgow Comics Page. And we wrote our all our reviews were you know Facebook posts basically, and uh, but they managed to get a local radio station to give us uh, a slot. So that was my first my first you know podcast format or whatever was legitimately on the radio, and this was one of the first things we talked about. And I'm telling you, ten years ago, I predicted every bit of this they took away the store uh it was buck wild can you unearth that somehow like do you think that's still out there yeah absolutely to hear that would love to hear that dude are you with a bunch of shots (laughs) during it yeah yeah so i might i might need subtitles but you know it's it's subtitles probably yeah (laughs) Uh, but I was furious about this when the when the original purchase happened. I was like, it was one of those things where it was like this comicsology was perfect. They're taking, they're flushing it down the toilet, and little did we know that clogged turd would take ten years to uh, <laughs> to go down. It's rough, guys. Uh, so first of all. As someone who has only started using Comixology within the last year because of Scott Snyder and Scott Tober, if you guys remember that, <laughs> um, and only ever having used Comixology or read comics on desktop, I've never read a comic book on anything other than a desktop or a laptop, I guess, but same, same difference. Um, I didn't love the experience. I already didn't think it was fantastic. You know, I've, I've talked enough about my distaste for digital, um, but I didn't love the experience. But I felt that it was probably the, about as good as it could get for desktop comics reading. Um, and from what I have heard, the experience on a phone or a tablet was really good for people who consume comics that way. This update has annihilated desktop first of all annihilated it i have an i have an image actually uh oh you do perfect uh, amy dallin if you follow amy dallin on on twitter um she works for like dnd um but this is what the desktop view looks like for comiXology currently Uh, (laughs) you can read real tiny it's a joke you need a you need a a, a binoculars to read that (laughs) not even like a magnifying glass you need full-on you know binoculars going on to this yeah Absolutely. Um, it's disgusting. That's the worst thing I have seen. When people crap on on like digital comics reading, the extreme of that joke is that. 
Yep. And, and, yep. and it's wild to me because it worked a week ago. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Just in terms of like a technological infrastructure wise, what really changed on the background that would cause this? Like it's it's bonkers to me. And like this is not something they would have QA'd beforehand. Like I work I work in IT, <clears throat> basic IT, but like this is wild that they would push something out like this and not notice this. And I also I, I appreciate Amy Dallin using uh JH Williams as an example here, where you want to see that mm. stuff in mm-hmm. big screen, full double page spread. Um but instead you get a thumbnail. It is insane that they fumbled this. So you have to Yeah. You have to imagine that they did like Amazon built this, right? Like they they just said, "Oh, uh, th- thanks for everything you've done, Comicsology. Oh, we'll take it from here." So I have in front of me from uh, Bleeding Cool an article that includes an anonymous Comicsology beta tester mm. who mm. Uh, shared their experience. Believe it or don't, whatever. But this is what the person said. I probably shouldn't say anything because I signed an NDA, but that beta was a giant clusterfuck and they didn't listen to a single thing we said in feedback because, of course, a lot of us betas booked through hooked up through Reddit. The only real change was adding the in progress option. So thanks for giving us what we had, but still making it worse. I've sunk a lot of money into comicsology over the past 10 years and I'm ready to give yeah. it up. I'm angry as yeah. hell about this. Seriously, my life is falling apart and reading comics was my escape, but I've been up since three, bought the new issue of Nightwing and I still haven't finished it nearly three hours later because the app not only keeps freezing but drained my ipad battery so quickly just trying to download maybe 10 books that i went from 76 to 18 percent in two hours without all of the books even finishing they didn't listen and i know it i know this because i had a zoom conference with them and the woman who interviewed me was so defensive and unwilling to listen to feedback that it was obvious they could not have cared less about what the fans actually wanted i had not one single positive thing to say about that beta but plenty of reasons why the old app was great and a couple of things that could have made it better, like more customization in the library and a parental filtering system so my kids can read comics on my account without opening Preacher or something. They didn't give a shit. Release something that nobody wanted that barely worked, and I should have just quit buying comics from them back in October when I saw what they were turning into. That's insane. Yeah. That tells me that everything we see is what they wanted. They don't care. They not do that. not care. Yeah, it's it's a mess, man. And like the the problem is that for digital comics readers, you have if you want to read new weekly comics, you have only two options, really. Your options are Comicsology or you pirate the book. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. If you have a Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe, you can read new stuff on what a six or three month um, uh, can't you kind of can't you buy them on the app? Um, I guess I guess you can for for the big two, but the other ones you can't yeah. really. Like Image, yeah. Boom, yeah. Dark Horse, you don't really have an option. Dark Horse used to have an app. I don't think they do anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it you're 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 gonna drive people to pirate comics again. Like people, Comicsology was easy enough where I think it minimized piracy. It was like, oh, this is easy. I can buy it on the app. I can get it. It's like iTunes for comic books. Straightforward. Not the case anymore. I think that that is a great point, and it's an unintended even, consequence. Even, oh, 
Sorry, there's some lag on my end, I guess. Yeah, something weird happened here too. <laughs> Go ahead, Gil. Uh you're 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 absolutely right. The um uh they they even in you know 2014 when they took the actual store out of comicsology um and you know you have to go to the website now and buy the stuff and then it'll download onto the app even that extra step okay this sucks but it's doable like now it's, it's just nothing and 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 it's absolutely gonna drive people to piracy like you were saying uh please continue sean i'm so sorry no, that's okay. Um, I think that this is akin to like if uh, in the early in the early to mid two thousands, you know, when people were pirating music like crazy, if Pandora came when Pandora came out and those types of things that really helped to curb piracy and give you know some of these companies and musicians some of the some money back. If all of a sudden they decided. Yeah, so after every song, you're going to hear an ad. And some of your songs will just end, and they won't play fully. Um, you only hear it out of one channel on some songs. Right, yep. yeah, like just completely, yep. just to fuck with you. That's what this feels like. You had something that worked, and now you changed it, and there's no conceivable reason why. No reason why. Other than to say, we don't care, screw you. That's it. What else? How could this be acceptable to anybody? I mean, I don't even see it as like they, them saying screw you directly. Um, it's just total lack of quality testing or it, it's like they bought this just to buy it. Um, there doesn't seem to be any push behind it either. Um, yeah. Not that I'd want to well, advertise it right now, but uh, just right. in terms of <laughs> support either. So, so the idea was that all they're trying to consolidate everything into Kindle format, right? I believe so. So I like I I and I'm 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 trying to just get, you know, an idea of a perspective from, you know, from Amazon, right? Like so if everything has to go on Kindle, maybe there is something with Comicsology that wasn't it couldn't function with the kindle so they had to do it uh, maybe release it but they very yeah. clearly didn't they very yeah they very clearly didn't consult the people who had already made it whom work for amazon <laughs> so my my thing tyler is that that Thing I just read from that beta tester. If you're being told, hey, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, and you don't care and you don't do anything about it, that goes beyond quality testing. They they knew because they were told yeah. that it was bad and they didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm a World of Warcraft player. I understand that. Like <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 just that's big corporations at that point. They just view things as as this is just another holding they have, another section that they own. Um, do they really care about it? No, because they don't have another option. Or if you do have another option, um, it's not the same option. It's not a one-to-one. Right. Um, so this, but it gets worse. It gets worse. As bad as it looks, it gets worse somehow. Because now, non-Americans, people outside the U.S., cannot 
subscribe to comics on Comicsology. No more subscriptions. That is such an integral what? feature that you need for this app that I don't understand how that... Uh, I don't even know if it, there might be some kind of technical reason or, or maybe some other reason that they can't do it, you know, because it's Amazon proper now, but like, then you don't change it then. This is how comics creators keep their business, you know? You have this in comic shops where you can subscribe to something, you can pre-order a book. But if you can't do it digitally, that's just stupid. Jamie McKelvey, uh, obviously a, a notable comic creator, said on Twitter, ah, so subscriptions to comics will no longer be available to people outside the U.S. Now Comixology has been absorbed into Amazon. Great. Good for creators and fans. And your pre-orders have been canceled, so you'll need to reorder. All great news for someone with memory problems who relies on subscriptions to remember what he's keeping up with. Mm-hmm. Jody Hauser, also a comic writer, said, as someone who reads all of my comicsology books on my com- computer, this is gutting. So creators, right, who use comicsology in two ways. Not only are they readers on it, but they're also publishing their books through it, right? Now they just potentially lost a huge chunk of their audience. And so if you're going to be judging the sales of comics and the careers of creators based on digital sales, but a certain segment of the audience can't even engage with the books, how the hell do you even tell anymore how popular something is? They just cut a segment of their audience out of the equation. And also, That's they don't crazy. alert them. Like, I don't, I don't, Kale, can you speak to this? Do they alert you saying, hey, your pre-orders are, are canceled? I don't. I don't use uh, pre-orders or subscriptions. I've never had like a, a a stable enough money situation where I felt comfortable with that. So I've not, uh, I, I can't say. This is, this is a travesty comics. The industry needs comicsology to be good. I don't use it. Like I don't like it. It's not I, for me, but I definitely <laughs> think, go ahead. And that was your attitude before this. <laughs> yeah. I, it was I can, great. I would counter that where I don't think the industry needs comicsology. I think the industry needs competition for, for comicsology. Uh, I don't uh, – the fact that you know once comicsology came about, everyone said, oh, let's just put all our eggs in this basket. Every single publisher pretty much did it besides the big two who had their own proprietary software for it. Um, mm. If you didn't see this coming even before the Amazon buyout, um, I don't know what you were doing because uh, it's a monopoly on digital comics, really. And the point I was trying to make wrong with it. Yeah. The point I was trying to make is that the industry needs a comicsology. Like sure. right now is not the time for that because right now we are in crisis. This is very bad. Piracy numbers will go up. Readership will drop. There will be people who just don't read comics anymore. And for all the people on Twitter saying, oh, just read comics physical. Comic shops need your help too. Dude, that's not the point. I'm all for that. I argue for shops all the time on this podcast. I would rather that people go to their comic shop and buy books than read digitally. But this ain't the time for that conversation. Because right now, the industry is losing readers. There are people who want to read comics who cannot buy them. Uh, 
Zimbu the monkey saying what I what I'm thinking as well. This kind of this is kind of the way it goes when you have increasingly massive companies consolidating buying media company services. Yeah. Yep. Less oversight, less care, really. Um, and also, like, yeah, yeah, I know, Sean, you want people to kind of go into shops, you know, build a community, have, have physical media there, uh, because a, you actually own that too, which is a big deal. Um, right. The but, DRM stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got rid of DRM free comics too. Those don't exist yeah. anymore. Um, which that I kind of saw coming just in terms of the way Amazon runs. Um, yeah. But some people can't go to comic shops either physically. Yep. They, they cannot do it because of, you know, uh, you know, disabilities or they're just not even near one. You know, I think Jim McKelvey is one of the people who mentioned it where like he doesn't live near a comic shop. It's not an option for him. Um, so do you just say, oh, well, you don't near, live near a comic shop. I guess you can't read comics anymore. No, that, that's where digital kind of filled a need there accessibility need and by the way a lot of people have comic shops that suck mm-hmm. that have crappy owners right uh, a lot of people are women who don't feel comfortable going to comic shops because they get harassed or treated weird or they're uncomfortable there's a lot of reasons why that could be the case for for whatever your reason is that you don't go to the comic shop or you can't or whatever it is comiXology was a safe haven. I just read something from a dude who said this ruined his life. Okay. Is that an exaggeration? Maybe. But the reality is that comics mean so much to people. And then a big business says, yeah, screw it. We'll just ruin this whole deal. That sucks. And you're right, Tyler. We do need competition. But in the immediate, comicsology needs to fix this. Amazon needs to fix this. They have to. Even Patton Oswald's calling them out. Like they're getting like big yeah. name people to call out, which I think is good. They need pressure. Because that's the only thing way things get done with this. Like yeah. even, even there's like some people's like, oh, just write an email to support. I've written Amazon support. They don't do shit. Um, that's not going to do anything. They need, you know, comics creators and uh, even Pat Marvel Unlimited putting a little shady tweet up there saying, hey, mm. Marvel Unlimited's a great app, which honestly I hear is fantastic of an app. Um, so mm. uh, it's – and also one of the other things that, that, that changed too is the Comicsology Submit, which was a – a way for independent creators yep. to submit books to be available digitally completely change the formatting. You have to use a separate formatting app now, uh, like a Kindle app to format your comics. Yep. Anything you previously su- submitted, I think was canceled. Um, you have to resubmit now everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I think, or like pending ones you have to resubmit. Um, I don't think things that have already been in there have to be resubmitted, but you have to then reformat them and then resubmit things that were pending, I believe. Um, it is a mess. Uh, there, there is no good part of this, really. Like, like, at first for me, it was just like, oh, this is inconvenient that I have to then buy all my digital comics on a website separate from the actual app. But yeah, it sucked, but it was manageable. I figured it out eventually. A couple extra steps. Um, but are you seeing your comics? You have re- you have some work to do, Kel? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this shit's old now, and you can just get it on my website, kaylor.com slash comics. <laughs> uh, but like, I just typed in the title of mine, and in, in with the search, you know, uh, function comics, manga, graphic novels. Uh, I typed in the store worm, and you can't even. <laughs> it's not even bringing it up. Yeah. That's another issue with the thing. It completely borked search functionality too and discovery features. Like there is nothing about this that is working. 
Holy shit. It's an embarrassment. It, it really is. It's an embarrassment. Um, and, you know, this industry has got to wake up. Got to wake up. After what happened with Diamond, Marvel, DC, many others, they decided, okay, we're not relying on Diamond. We're going to branch out. And now, instead of there just being one distributor for comics, there are many. And the industry's better for them. I was wrong. I was wrong to crap on DC at the time for leaving Diamond. I think the way they did it was rough, but ultimately it was for the best. The industry has to respond to this and find a way to create an app or several that feature all the books and that are inclusive to new creators as well. We need it. And the thing is that it can't come from big business. It has to be in-house because if it's not in-house, this will always happen. Would you rather rather individual in-house applications per publisher? Because then that, that, that you get into a segmentation issue there that becomes a problem. I don't like segmentation, personally. I want there to be one app. I really do. Or at least, like, each app has all the stuff. But I, I, I like going one place and getting everything. And if you do it, if you, if you have it segmented, it's going to alienate up-and-coming creators because, obviously, none of those apps will feature their work. Where can creators who don't work for Marvel, DC, Image, or others put their stuff? Sure, yeah. And then, the, the, then if you don't want segmentation, then I kind of think you need it. You don't need, but it, they will only let a big book, uh, like a big company, kind of shepherd that. Like I don't, I don't see you know Marvel, you know Disney, or uh, uh, who Warner Warner Media owns DC. I don't see them going to some mom and pop. Uh, app developer saying, hey, I want to do this, you know, collaboration with you. I see more likely something like Apple finding this as a way of, you know, moving their Apple books thing and getting into comics a little mm-hmm. heavier. Like I see it, unfortunately, I see another big business is the one that kind of slides in and, and capitalizes on this. Especially Apple has a huge relationship with Disney, you know, like. This is obviously never going to happen and it's probably not worth saying, but I- I would love to see Marvel, DC, and Image team up and say, hey, we need to put money behind a company and get this shit handled. Or what if Diamond? I know. (laughs) Please. Yeah, come on. Please. (laughs) Diamond Diamond has some some shit that they worked on like five years ago that we've talked about for every single one of those years that was supposed to be a uh, a way for for comic stores and fans to connect on pre-orders and that yeah. that has been in development hell for years super excited didn't even have a search function yeah it was awful awful diamond is part of the problem at this point mm. it's yeah. just it's a shame i love comics so much but they make it hard for you they make it so hard how is this industry going to survive for the next 10 years if this is what we're dealing with. And like the other wild thing to me is that Amazon Kindle is a decent service. Like that works. I've read comic books on the Kindle service before. What the fuck happened in the in the yeah. transition? Ugh. It's a joke. It's a mess. It really is. Um, 
And I, I don't encourage piracy. I don't, I don't encourage stealing um, books. Obviously these creators need money and they need support and your money directly shows the publishers that these creators and these stories are worth telling, but don't, don't let this take comics away from you. Whatever you need to do to read comics, if you don't have other options, is what you need to do. If comics are important to you, if comics saved your life, if comics are a part of your life in a meaningful way, don't let this take comics from you. But I mean, this happened with with manga. Like, manga found that most of the stuff, most of the way Western audiences access their comics was through piracy. And then they did the inverse where they created a very easily accessible platform with like Shonen Jump's um, subscription-based thing. Yeah. Um, where it was easy, and like I, 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 when I read manga, I would pirate it. It was really the only way of getting it around here. Um, but once that Shonen Jump um, subscription service came out, I did that instantly, and I caught up on a lot of stuff there. When well, I and even, <clears throat> well, and even with Comixology Unlimited, like even the backlog of things that they have, you know, available is equitable to you know Shonen Jump's subscription, like. I, they're just going to lose so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Um, one thing I've seen floating around, and this will be the last thing we talk about before we cut out, uh, is that Marvel and DC should do away with um, the separation between digital and physical release periods. That there should be no period of separation between releases so that people can keep up digitally with their Marvel and DC reading. This is a controversial subject that has come up a lot over the last (laughs) few years. And I think that, you know, my stance has always been, and despite what's happening now still is, that cannot happen. And the reason is, as much as I understand why people want it that way, especially now, that will cannibalize uh, comic shops. The counter argument is that physical readers read physical, it doesn't matter. I don't think that's true. I don't. And clearly comic shops don't think it either because they lobby constantly for that to not happen. And I wouldn't even want to risk that happening. There's no reason to test it. Yeah. Sean, if you had a subscription service, I'm curious to see where you come with this. If you had a subscription service where you paid, I don't know, 10 bucks a month and you can get day and date comics, would you keep going to a store? Yep. You would? Okay. I, I don't it's not the same for me. I don't I don't I can't feel it the same way when I read digitally. I can't I can't I can't feel it. Have yeah, you tried reading I mean, on like an iPad or something? I'm curious. Like you, you said I never have. I never have. Uh not like like I've seen comics on that. I, I read like Radiant Black. We, um Kyle Higgins let us read a, a, an early issue of Radiant Black, and I read it like that. And that was fine, but I couldn't feel it. Holding a comic see like i feel like i retain the information better i feel like i make a connection with it more it's just the thing it's like reading physical books versus digital that i have done and i didn't like it i i I just can't feel it man yeah even still like even with uh you know a day a good day and date release system you know the stores they're needed you know like where else are you going to get it? Well, comics are so niche 
that you know and the stores frankly need the support that would that yeah. would yeah, yeah that would that i think would be the death knell of the of the industry yeah i think a majority of people if they can get it for cheaper and they don't have to leave their house and they get it at the same time yeah there's no reason to not do it yeah uh, i don't think it'll happen <clears throat> Yeah, I think I think there are there's a segment of the audience who's like me that will always read physical no matter what the options are. But there are a lot of people who are not going to make that choice. And we cannot sacrifice comic shops. Um, Yeah. What last digital and physical statistics do you remember? Wasn't it still like only 10 percent of people read uh, digital only? I want to say it was around there, 15 maybe, but it was not high. It wasn't high. The majority of people who read comics read them physically, and that's great for the industry. Um, but, you know, again, I, I want to make this very clear. I My flag is planted in physical, but that does not mean that I want to see digital do bad. I don't. I don't. I don't want this. This is bad. Um, I, I don't know how to recommend. There's nothing we can do. It's up to Comixology. It's up to Amazon to see the wave of negativity and hopefully respond. I don't know that they care. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect them. Um, so I'm not sure that they'll do something about this. I have to hope that they will. I hope that they do. Uh, are you guys confident at all that they will react? No. No? I th- I genuinely, I think it's going to take a mass wave of, uh, you know, unsubscriptions and, and uh, deleting the app and, you know, like I, 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 you know, I think it's it's that thing the way I was saying you got to vote with your wallet, yeah. and you know I think I think it will, take, I think it will take, you know, uh, uh, readers burning the app to the ground uh, to get it back, um, yeah. and even then, like I don't know, it might not happen. The the other thing too is like, would pressure from Marvel or DC help? Probably, but yes. I don't think I don't they're going to get pressure because I think it's going to drive people towards their platforms. I think they love it on, on the yeah. low. I think on yeah. some level, Marvel, they love Marvel's it. subtweeting Amazon, you know. <clears throat> and I think it would work for Marvel, but DC's platforms have never really taken off. They've never been very good. Yeah. That's so true. you know, I don't know. The like DC was putting a bunch of stuff into comiXology for a while. And they were, you know, I, it wasn't day and date releases, but the stuff that was coming out was pretty uh, recent on, on unlimited three months, less than that. So, yeah. Less, uh, I think. Yeah. I think they were even, it I felt mean, like I less think, anyway. I think they were even doing, or was it Marvel that was doing this recently where like day and date was happening for some of their big books? Was it X lives that came out day and date? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, certain certain times, certain books, they do do it. And that's, you know, OK, sure. Um, but I just I just don't I, I can't see, you know, full scale day and date across the board. I can't see it. You mentioned the um, DC Universe app. And uh, I remember when I when it first came out, I subbed to it and I was reading comics on my TV. You know, mm-hmm. like this feels yeah, wrong. Marco, I never did, that I never, I never did it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, 
the story's not over. Hopefully we have a better update for you guys next week on this subject. We will absolutely keep talking about it because we have to. Everybody has to talk about this. If comics matter to you, no matter what side of the coin you fall on, this has to matter to you. You cannot want this. Um, and so tweet at them, yell at them, whatever you got to do. Um, Don't yell to support people. <laughs> but uh, at Comicsology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show today. Write in and talk to us about how the comicsology uh, shift has affected you. We want to know your stories um, because this affects everybody. This is a, a massive blow to an industry that really cannot afford these kinds of things. So write in and let us know your thoughts about this or anything else we talked about on the show today. You can get us anywhere you hear us. There's a comment section somewhere there for you to engage with us you can also join our discord server we're always happy to have listeners jump on board um, we had a a, a, a recent uh, joiner who's a longtime listener i love to see people who have been listening to the show for a while who jump on and you know it's like wow we don't know you but you know us that's weird um go nuts what up um so Join us on Discord. The link is always in the description. YouTube.com slash The Comic Spouse to subscribe for free. Make sure you leave us a rating, a review, a comment. All that good stuff helps us out, and it's free to do. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers. The next time we will be live on Twitch is Wednesday at 6 p.m. for Pals Pool, 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot of great books. So come hang out with us for that. Uh, and make sure you join us next week. Right here, live on Switch, Saturdays at 10 Eastern for the main show that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Go uh, ahead, Tyler. One thing. Uh, did you mention Doom Patrol Book Club coming out? Uh, Doom Patrol Book Club. Yes. Uh, the 22nd. Make sure you guys tune in for that. It's, it, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. If you want to hear us gush about Grant Morrison, please do uh, Please do listen. Uh, Kale, plugs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto Into. That's T O T O I N T O W. You can find my work apparently not on <laughs> Comicsology anymore. But if you go to slash writing, you can look at it in better format <laughs> than Comicsology. I just wow. tested it out on desktop. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Your website um, is better than Comicsology, confirmed. Thank you, Squarespace. This is your moment, uh, Kel. This is where you I guess. take control of the digital comics marketplace. I fucking blow up. What if Substack comes in? All right, we're done with the topic. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> hey, listen, they pay me all chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that all for the plug, Kel? Kelor.com slash writing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, at Mr. Marco Enomoto, talk to him about some weed weirdness. Uh, Tyler, go ahead. Um, you can find me troubleshooting my computer and internet for the next week. Um, <laughs> you can also so find sorry. me not streaming 4K video anymore. Um, you can also uh, <laughs> talk to me directly at uh, the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what have I been talking about lately? Um, shit, shit. I've been liking uh, toys lately. I was talking to Kale about the, uh, the, NECA, the NECA TMNT. Oh, oh, so, oh, I thought you meant like a bad dragon. Oh, oh well, we talk, we're, we're talking about plugs, but not those kind. So <laughs> don't Google that one either, Kale. Or the ones that that's like, not that the bad. What? Too. Bad Never. dragon. Is that what that's called? Sticker of it. Bad dragon? 
Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kale might get some so, use out of that. You, know, you never know. You never know. Listen, Kale's been around the block. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know. I know, Kale. Um, yeah. Talk to me on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West right now. How was it doesn't it? require we'll internet connection, that. so I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Um, I'm thinking a lot about wrestling lately. Um, so any wrestling fans definitely hit me up. Uh, lots of crazy stuff going on in the industry right now. So um, lots to talk about over there. Gosh, big, I wish I had a wrestling podcast. You got that big meaty men uh, ladder match coming up at Revolution. Oof. Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Wardlow already? Shit. That's going to be, be throwing ladders. A disaster. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Someone's going to get hurt. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Until next time, take care, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. See you next week.